Welcome to the Disability Playground Podcast. I am your host, Carrie Thomas Amaro, and we have a special guest today. Um, I met her, I want to say, like, a couple years ago, and then she asked me to be a part of her bundle, and we got to really connect more, and I just love following her, watching her journey, because, like, she does some really cool stuff. Um, literally, like, I'm always, like, in her, like, all in her emails, trying to learn out about all that she does, um, but let me keep the intro, and we'll be back. Hey guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground Podcast. The podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here with you today. No, I'm so glad to I'm I'm so glad that you said yes. Thank you for coming to hang out with me. Yeah, it's always fun talking to you. Okay, so my first question for people that like to hang out under rocks, because clearly I've learned those are people. Um, can you tell a little bit about yourself and like kind of like what are you working on now? Because I know a lot of people have journeys. So. Yes. It's always a journey. And I always feel like I'm saying so many different things when I say what I do, but I own a, a sales funnel design agency, and I'm also a coach uh, for female entrepreneurs to create low ticket digital courses and funnels. And then of course I have my own courses and funnels, um, but basically my whole world revolves around low ticket digital courses and funnels. And I absolutely love it. I know it's funny too, because like, I think both of those pieces are very important because you can't have your low ticket offer without a funnel. Exactly. And then you're over here like, I got it, but well, how do I sell it? Absolutely. And that's my whole thing. That's why I do it together because I, I feel like a lot of people teach one or the other and it leaves so much out. And then, you know, you learn how to create a course and then you don't know how to sell it or you learn how to sell things, but you don't know how to put it together. Right. So it's like, it's course and funnel. Like it goes together. It's a team thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is like, what first let's start here. What would you say is your definition of visibility? Hmm. So my definition of visibility is just putting yourself and your message out there, you know, out there so people can see it and know who you are and what you do and why you do what you do. Um, yeah, that, that's the basic definition, I would say. I love that. I love that. I always say, like, I use that as well. And then I say, like, with those, um, with that, it's like there's four pillars of visibility, online presence, strategic partnerships, like me and mm -hmm. you were in the bundle together, um, speaking, and then old school and new school PR. And it's looking at all of those different avenues and asking yourself, how can I get myself out there? How can I spread my message? How can I shine my light to the world? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that you asked for the definition because I do feel like people, you know, define it differently. You know, some people can say, oh, it's social media, but there's so much more to it than just social media. And I think that's the thing that's been so interesting is that people really do think visibility is social media. So they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not on social media, so I'm not visible. But you might be doing like you might be on a podcast once a week or you might be doing speaking in communities, mm -hmm. and things like that. And you've just literally like 
downed yourself because you're like, I'm not on social media. But yeah. let's ask ourselves, guys, how many millionaires or billionaires are out there that don't even have a social media account? Right? Exactly. It's not all social media. It's not all social media, guys. Okay. So what would you say has been, or if you had any, your biggest hurdle when it comes when it came for you to be visible? So my biggest hurdle, and this is, it's not in the past, this is con constant, right? It's just being consistent um, and showing up consistently. You know, I, I do like to, to binge my visibility, which is probably not a good thing, but like sometimes you're just feeling it and like you're excited about it and you just want to tell everyone about it and it's easy and it's fun. And then there are times when like, I'm a huge introvert and I like, I don't feel like it. I just don't want to do it. Or I run out of time because I'm a busy mom. Um, so being consistent, I feel is like the hardest hurdle that I, I struggle with in visibility. And I think like, I think, I feel like that's a lot for everybody. And then my, so my next question is, do you feel like that consistency, do you feel like there's anything behind that? Like, lack of consistency especially because like i know for me sometimes it's almost like i'm going and then i'm noticing there's a lot of people watching and i'm like oh no let me, let me back it on back a little bit <laughs> no i don't think so um really for me like it's a like a planning thing and i don't know if there's anything behind that but like sometimes when you're excited and it just like it comes out naturally and then sometimes when you're not feeling it you're like what do I even say? I don't, I don't know what to say. Like if I, when I plan things out and I know, you know, even if I don't feel like it, there are still things for me to say that, cause I've planned it out. I'm like that kind of person. Like I have to plan things out. I have to have it scheduled. Um, so that even if I don't feel like it, it's still there. But I totally get what you like if you, you pull the pullback, you know? That's, yeah, because I see with people too, like some of our clients, like they'll be like, and it's funny because that's why they have their people manage their teams because when they see numbers, they get super stressed out. They're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, all these people are watching me. Oh my God. And then I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, and I tell them, like, I've been there. Yeah. I know how you're feeling. Because it's in your like, it's psychologically, I feel like there's just this piece I know for me sometimes where it's like, did, did I do that right? They don't normally watch me, so maybe it wasn't like it's at, at my best. Like they should have right. watched the other stuff where, where, where nobody was watching. That's when I had the good stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when you're looking at the numbers too much instead of just like being authentic because, um, you know, you just ha you have to say your message, you know, when you feel it. You know, sometimes some people see it and sometimes, you know, they don't. What would you say would be like that you've seen because you work with people that are doing um, doing small ticket offers are one of the biggest hurdles that people have when it comes to visibility? Mm, is definitely putting it out there enough. You know, like it's kind of like taking a step outside and you're like, I'm out here now. This is okay. I'm done. You know, and then stepping back. But like, no, you have to keep walking further, right? You have to keep putting yourself out there like, it's never quite enough. You know, you think like, okay, I'm good. All right. Okay. No, it's a little bit more, you know, it's just like you push past your comfort zone. Yeah. And, uh, keep going instead of stopping. It's funny. Cause what I thought about is, you know, how like sometimes when you're, um, when you go into the pool, even in the summer, 
like that first time is so cold. Yes. And they're like, no, the water's fine. And we're like, no, the water's not fine. Yes. The water is not fine. <laughs> and you're like, no. And then like you pity, you're like, I, I can't. And then there's people that they will just stop. They're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. And then you have people that are like, they'll keep trying. And then I know for me, when I'm that person, like I'll do it and then like sit five minutes and then like <laughs> go a little down. And then as I get, I'm like, oh, the water is nice. Yeah. Oh, it's actually is comfortable here. Okay. Oh, I wish I would have known that when I was over there, but like it didn't feel the same. <laughs> yeah. That is totally it. Because it just feels so uncomfortable like the minute you step out. But like once you acclimate to it, and you're like, okay, then I can go a little bit further. I love that word of like acclimate. So what would you say for your people that are, or people that are listening that might be making like small courses or things like that? What do you feel like is a great way for them to acclimate with start sharing their, their offers with the world? I think a great way to acclimate is to talk about it with other people, you know, and being in a community of people who are doing the same thing, which is hard to do, you know, like. Facebook groups, yeah, or you just talking to people who have already acclimate, acclimated to that level. Oh, wait, acclimized? Is that a word? I don't know. It's a word. I don't know. But like just knowing that like that other people have been there before you, it it makes it the makes it so much more comfortable to to do it, to do the thing. No, I agree. I agree. I think too for me, one of the things that I do is and like just some things is one like test it with your people like test it with like your close friends and like so i'll test and i'll test and i'll test it and i'll like test with like 15 20 people yeah so i'm like hey i just need to make sure you you see what i see and then the next thing i do is if you have like a facebook group or a community or or even just clients that like you already have because most people and you tell me if this is the case that who do you think is the best, I feel like we're jumping, but who do you think is the best person who might be ready or haven't thought about maybe doing some small offers? Mm -hmm. So the best people, the, the people who have the best success with small offers are people that already have a higher ticket something, you That's know? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's not all about the low ticket. And this is something that I actually learned like doing it myself. Um, you have to have something next, you know, you're not going to become a millionaire on just a $27 offer, right? Because it's just not enough. Um, you have to, it, what it does is it creates um, an email list, a group, an audience of buyers who want more from you. And it's the next things that's going to bring in the, the true like profit and scalability. So the people who it works fastest and best for are someone who already has a high ticket course or a group coaching program, something that they're, they're just looking for that warm buyer to bring them in. It's totally fine. And you can totally do it the other way around. You can start with your low ticket offer. That's what I did. It's just slower and, you know, slow processes lead to discouragement. So it's just how fast or how slow you're going to move. The whole, the process works the same either way. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's funny because kind of what I was thinking was a great way to maybe kind of acclimate is testing your small product with your group if you have, because like what you said, like it works great for people who have high ticket programs, coaching programs already, maybe one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one services already, 
and they have a community, have a group, they have maybe a Facebook group or Discord or things like that, like test it there first because yeah. they already bought from you before. Mm-hmm. Like, they already love you. They're already obsessed with you. So if you say, hey, I'm crafting this new offer, would love to know your thoughts. That would be a great way to just kind of push that needle forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that is a word. Yeah, it definitely is a great way because kind of you have to test the waters to see like, do people even want this? Like, you know, is this um, is this something that's worthwhile to do? Um, so that's like kind of step one. And but it also pushes you to do it, you know, because the minute you get it out of your head and start talking about it, then you're more likely to actually do it. Right. But it's funny, key- too, because, yeah, because it could be like, uh, you know, Julie Chanel, she calls it um, it could be a demon baby you didn't even know it could be yeah. a demon baby idea and like it's like she calls ideas demon babies <laughs> i haven't heard that before that's funny because yeah, really they are she was like because they're so like you're so excited but like all it does is like wreck your whole plans and everything and then like you go back to square one and i was like oh that's so very true they are demon babies they're cute but like they're they're not nice they're not nice for us to have. So like that very much, like that acclimation, even though you were doing it for visibility, could actually be this like a, a market check to figure, figure out if this is actually the right offer for your market anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'd never do anything for like one purpose, right? Because it's never put yourself out there just for visibility, right? There always has to be some other thing that you can do with it. So either working on your own processes and methodology, you know, um, increasing that or checking in with your audience to see what they really want. Like there's always like something else that you can get from being visible. Now let's go the opposite way. Um, for the people who might not have an audience yet, what other ways do you feel like they could go to get acclimated when they don't really have an audience of people? Mm -hmm. Well, then you can go to other people's audiences, right? So, other people's Facebook groups, you can ask around, um, you know, you can do SEO research and all of those different things to see if it's like a viable thing. Um, but most of the time it is, and most of the time it's just putting it out there and then getting the feedback from what you actually put out there. Cause you can take baby steps into it, right? You could create a lead magnet that um, is on the topic and see how people respond to that. Right. Or you can create um, a tripwire offer, not a full course or a full bundle, but something you can like baby step into it, too. Mm. Okay, so what would be the advice that you would give um, you? uh, I'm trying to find a good number three years ago. Uh huh. What would I give? What advice would I give to me from three years ago? Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, the the advice I usually give people is just to keep going because where you think you want to stop is just your comfort zone, right? It's not an actual stopping point. It's just maybe how you feel about it. And there's never going to be a time when it feels good, right? You're never going to feel like, okay, I'm done. I'm visible. Uh, There's always a next level to go to. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I love that too, because I feel like a lot of times we feel that we're, we're so far away than the finish line, but really like we're right there. 
Yeah. But it's just because there's a door or there's some type of wall there. We're like, oh, it's, or we're in the dark. We're like, oh, it's so far. Yeah. But then, like, if this light come on, like, we're like, right, we can, like, oh, I can, I can touch it. Like, yeah. And you know what? I was thinking about that this morning. Um, we don't recognize our own greatness sometimes. You know, you don't, we don't look back and think, oh my God, how far have I come? You know, we always think of like how far I have left to go. And it's discouraging. But then if you actually sit back and think, ah, I did all these amazing things like in the last year. This is crazy. We don't look back and just like write stuff down, like of the, all the great things that we have actually accomplished. Mm, I agree with that because I even know I've been I've I've been in those situations myself. Okay, Kristen, where can people find you? Um, at kristenmiller.me and on social media, I'm at hello Kristen Miller in all the places. Kristen, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. You are amazing. I really love your um, your concept. I think we're gonna call this title the water spine. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> jump in the water spine. Yeah, jump in the water spine because I feel like that idea of like I, I always say like I love these calls because you never really know where it's going to go. And we really got into that idea of acclimation mm -hmm. in terms of visibility, which I actually haven't had a conversation about that before. So I really love that. Yeah, I love that too. Like when we, when you get started talking with someone and like the ideas just spark off of each other and create something brand new. Yeah, no, I love this. Guys, I'm going to hang out with Kristen for a little bit, but for you guys, I'm going to cue the intro and we will see you later. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.